everyone. Welcome back to Completely Fucking Clueless. My name is Sarah Alice Liddy. And my name is Audrey Jane Flowers. And we both use she, her pronouns. <laughs> she, her pronouns. I, <laughs> I almost said my name wrong. And then I was so caught up in the saying my name right that yes. I messed up with the pronouns part. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We're Thanks here. Thanks for being here, yeah. folks. Thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we just got off an interview with Heather... Oh my God, now I can't speak. Heather LaRose. We just got off an interview, yes, with Miss Heather LaRose, which you will hear the interview later in this episode. She was an iconic queen. She is. I love. I know. I'm like, now it makes me want to go out to LA. I know. I'm like, I want to be cute LA girly, but I also know I would sweat uh, so much. I'm- I would die in LA. Like, I would be one of those people that gets chewed out and spit out. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even get chewed. I'd actually just be swallowed whole and shit out. <laughs> shit out. <laughs> you know what's really funny? What? So I started my internship this week, everyone. Yes! Which, is, which I've been waiting to hear. Yes, I'll give you all the deets. But something that's funny before I say the deets is the my boss, he calls me Sarah Alice Liddy. He's like, how is Sarah Alice Liddy doing today? And he'll be like, this is the Sarah Alice, Alice Liddy. Liddy. I'm like, oh, fuck. That is also how all of my friends refer to you now. I hope no, you know. So now I'm like, I have to be Sarah Alice You're Sarah Liddy. Alice Liddy. Which I don't mind because I remember like back in college when we were. There were some people who like their name was three. Like right. only said their names. Like it was. Well, I was going to say them. Oh, here's an example of someone I can say. Okay. Andrew Stevens party. Yes. Andrew Stevens party. Oh my God. Love him. Um, but it's funny because I really never was like Sarah Alice Liddy. Like yes. I was just like Sarah Liddy. Um, and then my senior year, I wanted to like have it a part of my like performer name. And so I was like, Oh, it kind of sounds weird. Like we'll see. But now people really just call me Sarah Alice. Liddy. I for years have been pushing for Jean to be part of my name. Cause I really like Audrey Jean flowers. Yeah. And this is me continuing to commit to that and just kind of trying to force it. <laughs> that's the, that's the reason we say our full names every episode is because I like my full name and I like saying it. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Every time he says it, I just like giggle to myself inside because it just like reminds me of being on the podcast being like, hi, I'm Sarah Alice Liddy. It's like kind of <laughs> snuck in. Like, literally, when my friends refer to you, they say Sarah Alice. That is kind of iconic. I love how they're calling me by my... Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I should start referring to you to, like, new people. I'll be, like, Audrey Audrey Jean Flowers. Flowers. Because my friends just call you Audrey. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, yes. Your girl is a corporate girly. Um, Uh, I am basically taking over Wall Street at this point. Yeah. You work in Fideye. I do. I, I Yes, I work in Fideye. It's really interesting (laughs) no i'm just kidding i was like about to say cool but i didn't want to say cool because it's like it is cool but like also like you're around like all of these finance bros and it's just really funny like it's funny because it's fall right now and like finance bro fall is like they're like wearing like they're i know i just thought of that that. i'm a genius you are i they are like in there like button ups and like are they slacks. all in vests i feel like yes. i imagine them all with their that puffer vests yeah is what i was gonna say it's like literally every male on the street is like wearing a puffer vest. it's like a patagonia i feel like yes. they're all patagonia puffer vests it's like they all wear the same thing it's so crazy and but like my office is so different because like we get to wear like kind of like a more chilled down um like dress 
I was about to say apparel. Uh, guys, I literally, my brain is like kind of like we just getting off that interview. Like I, you're so focused and now I'm like, my brain is all over the place. I got so much energy literally at the end of the you interview. You did. You like and I popped up. I don't know what happened. Anyways, but yeah, I feel like my, the dress code for my office is like super chill. Like it was nice to like go in yesterday and see like people wearing leggings, like people wearing sweatshirts. Like it's a lot chiller. So it's, it's nice. Like I wore jeans on the first day. Do you want to know something funny? What? As a kid, like the one thing that devastated me about going into like a non-traditional career was that I'd never get to wear business wear. <laughs> and I was like, the only way I'd ever get to wear business wear is if I'm like in suits on TV or okay, something. But you and know, suits the TV show, not just generically a suit, but also a suit. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's like one of my clueless moments for this week was like, what is my like office fashion sense? Because I feel like you've got to be an office fashionista. Right. The yeah. thing is, it's like, but okay. that's also a lot of pressure. I've heard it from my friends is. who are their office fashionistas that like you gotta you have to keep showing up and the thing is it's like i don't know if i can do that <laughs> and fair. like some girls like some of the girls in the office they had really like a cool sense of style like this the uh one of the other interns i didn't get to talk to her like actually at all but she was wearing jeans and like a sweater vest and a little like collared shirt underneath and i was like she's cool and like she also had this like air about her where like she wasn't really talking to anyone so i was like oh she's she's cool do you want to know my first thought what I mean, I, I'm imagining this person as a gay person. And if they are gay, hot. I don't know why, but something about that description it's does something for me. Hot. I don't know. I mean, in my... <laughs> I mean, in my fantasy, this is a very gay woman. Yeah, it's um, so funny because in my interview, I remember my boss being like... Because I think I had ended up throwing in that I was like bisexual. I don't know why that was in my interview, but it was. And, you know, he was just talking about like the inclusive environment of the of the place where I work and he was like yeah like there's queer people like all that stuff so, so there's got to be queer people in there gotta um, find them. but gotta yeah, catch them all I know I really got to figure out my office like sense of style because the thing is is I want a pant that's like comfortable mm -hmm. to be sitting down in all day that's yes. like my only thing like the jeans are cute but like also it's like sitting down in jeans all day is like annoying. not it no I know I really want to get like a pleated like sort of pant that's like in right now when you can like wear like the watch the wide yes like legged ones and you wear like a cool sneaker with it yes like i've been wanting Bieber. one of those so long yes yes but the thing is is i was looking at the ones at abercrombie because i have a lot of gift card money but the reviews were saying that like the fabric and like it's not really great quality i want you to try Durf avenue because i want to oh, try Durf avenue but Durf i don't avenue. have an excuse i i'm mm. never 100 percent sure on how to pronounce it Durf. Durf. i don't know i oh let me look there because i also was looking at reformation because they have uh yes, they have they them also. too it's expensive but i'm like if i'm gonna wear these like every single week like i was like i feel like Might it's well worth get, it like, yeah um yeah because that was my only reservation with getting the abercrombie ones but yeah like i want a pant that's like cool but like it's also comfortable um there's something about like a businesswoman that i find really hot yeah i mean it's so cool to like dress up like that but really everyone was not dressed like very businessy like everyone looked like very cool that's thing i don't want boring business i want like tv show business yeah <laughs> everyone looked so cool the office was like dope like there's like a half court in there um like i was that's so like cliche like millennial gen z right thing. and it's like so cool because like okay a thing about me is I love amenities. Like when they sent me like my MacBook, like they sent me a full Mac MacBook Pro and I was like, wow, these amenities. And then yesterday, like they have like a little like kitchen area snacks take as many snacks as you want. They have a whole like fridge full of like different canned beverages. And I was like, 
I'm just gonna like get myself a seltzer. I'm obsessed. I know. And like it's like funny because I feel like most offices probably have like these things. But I'm <laughs> just groundbreaking to us. We're like in theater, they're like run to get water if you want water you gotta run and compete they're not actually like that i'm being dramatic a little bitch but like yeah i was like oh like i'm gonna get a yeah so overall it was like a first like i had my first like remote day on monday at home Mm -hmm. and then i had my first like in office day yesterday and so far like so good like they threw i really appreciated that they like threw me right in to like work on things and it's like cool to like see some of the influencers like i love like you know sharing like stuff from like the things that they've worked on um which is like cool and i really want to share something but i can't because it's <laughs> is it what you told me yeah 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 it is i'll we'll have to I, cut we, that <laughs> yeah we just said what it was but i'm going to cut it i'm out. so sorry to be that type of person everyone but, but like i will also don't want to get fired yeah. yeah um we're spilling all the tea that will not get us sued and or fired. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, it's it was super cool. I, I said this to Audrey. My eyes were literally burning at the end of the day because just like looking at a computer for that long. Also, just like looking like I was looking at a lot of Excel sheets and like all that oh, font yeah. is so fucking tiny. I was kind of like, am I going crazy? Um, and then my next observation is, wow, like the day is just so long. <laughs> Um, and like I a part of me was like all right like I feel like every two hours there should be like a mandatory ringing of the bell where everyone can just like go outside recess yeah like I need like a 10 minute recess and maybe I need to just like to ask my boss like can I go like outside for like 10 minutes like take a little walk I, I know a lot of friends who like when working from home in the pandemic they got really into like like lunch or like a little before lunch or a little after lunch, they would like go and just do a little like 10 minute walk around the block. Yeah. Like during lunch, I was like so happy to just get out of there. Not because I wasn't enjoying myself, but because like literally like I just felt like I had the worst headache, like my uh, from looking at the computer and stuff. And then I went, I didn't end up staying out for lunch because I was like, I feel like I should go back and like try and meet people. Oh, because my other observation is I am such an awkward clam when I first meet people. (laughs) Like I don't know how to speak English when I first meet people. Like, I'm like, hi, Sarah. Yeah. Oh, like, I just don't know how to, like, speak. I make weird jokes that I think, I don't think the jokes get less weird as you know me longer. I think it's just more so that, like, you come to understand that that is just how I speak. But I think when you first meet me and I make a joke, it's like, they never land at first. I'm just, like, so weird when you first meet me. Unless I'm I'm with, like, other girl. I know. Unless I'm with, like, other people. Like, Liv will be in the office tomorrow, and I'm excited for that because I'll feel a little bit more, like, I, like, I know someone. Um, But I just am, I'm so awkward. <laughs> but you've had like two days. So true, like- true, true, true. It, it takes time, and like also, it's like not like we're all coming in on the same playing field. Like all these people have known each other, and it's like trying to get to like yeah. know people. It takes time, baby. Yeah, but baby, I am. Be- yeah, like I'm the star of Wall Street. So, <laughs> so um, I'll be taking over the company tomorrow. Um, solved yeah. all my problems. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my god! Somebody asked me like, so one of my like assignments was I had to meet with everybody on the social media team mm-hmm. and just like introduce myself, get to know them. So I'm like doing those meetings over the next couple of weeks. And I met with somebody yesterday, and he's like, "So, like, what do you want to do?" I was like, <laughs> "I was like, why did you ask that? I'm in an internship. Doesn't that mean like I had to?" <laughs> I was like, literally, and I came up with like a, such a weird answer because I, I, I sincerely don't know. I was just like, I just want to be able to create like 
I literally, um, Julia, wow, she'll be so thankful. She she was so close to not oh. getting. I don't think she got a shout out in the last episode, actually. I don't think so either. Wow. Pain. Oh, shit. So sorry, Julia. Anyway, um, she literally helped me like for something I was applying to. They asked for like, what's like sort of your like loose, like where do you want to be in five years? And she literally helped me like find a more formal way of saying like, like a professional way of saying like, I'm not really sure. <laughs> Literally, that was me yesterday because, you know, I get it. it. It may look sketchy. It's like, so you did your theater and then, you know, wait, what was the third thing that I did? I don't know. Theater. Oh, he was like theater, TikTok. Now you're like social media intern. Like what? Like what? Where do you see yourself? And I was like. I mean, if, like, my podcast could get picked up, like, that'd be perfect. I, like, when I did it, what I focused a lot on was, like, the values and, like, the things that I want to, like, type of things that I want to do big picture. Like, I want to be creating things and, like, the type of workspace that I want to be in. As opposed to, I kept it very, like, broad. Broad. Like, I was like, here are the things that are priorities to me and the things that I care about. I'm not 100% sure of the the minutia of it. Yeah. But it also, again, like, yesterday I was talking to somebody there and, you know, she, like, was like, tell me about yourself. So I did and I was honest and was like, I got out of college and was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I want. I'm not sure about this. And she was telling me about her life journey and she's like, I've worked a bunch of different jobs. Like I've, you know, like I understand where you're coming from. And so that just means everyone's clueless. Clueless gang. Um, speaking of, Oh wait, no, how was your week? Any updates for us? I I mean, it's been like two days. Yeah. Um, I like was weirdly anxious for a couple days for the like past couple days, but we're getting back on. We're really trying to, cook some and feed ourselves better because as I've become aware of my eating habits I've definitely become aware of like oh a lot of old habits from high school and college are still there yeah and it's like I'm not consciously trying to do them anymore but like my therapist is like hey this is what you've done for like minimum eight years it's gonna take a second to fix it totally habits are hard to break yeah like, I ate ice cream in my bed last night, but I don't regret it. It was so yummy. I love that for you. And it was very peaceful. <sighs> yeah. Um. But no, nothing c- crazy. I don't think. Clueless moments, moments of, of the, the week. week. Do you have any? I said one at the beginning. I may have another I one. I thought actually. I had one. But. Oh, that's just. Sometimes I literally use clueless moments to complain about why I don't do things like I have. My clueless moments are almost always things that I could Google and fix. And I just need someone else to Google (laughs) and tell me. Literally, I have written down. Why do I feel like I need so much caffeine? And then I have like an arrow going to I'm B12 to vision. That's why. LOL. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I I liked the narration of that. That really did it for me. (laughs) Like, yeah, but basically I just feel like I've realized lately I consume so much caffeine. Like it's ridiculous, like how much I'm able to drink. Um, But I still always just feel so tired. Mm, Like today I had like a 16. No, actually. Okay, maybe. My issue is I half drink a lot of drinks. It's hard not to, particularly like I feel like you're like me in this. Like I need my drinks cold. Yes, I need. So them like once cold. they're warm, I'm not really gonna drink them anymore. Yeah, and I always like to be drinking a special drink. I like I never am more productive than when I have like three drinks happening. Yeah, it's like I want like three different drinks though. Yeah, I want- I'm <laughs> extremely unproductive when I have three of the same drinks drink. going. That's yeah. usually a sign something's gone wrong. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to work. 
a coffee. Oh, two hours later, a, a coffee. A coffee. Or like now that they have all these free canned beverages, like I'm going to have like three yeah. of them a day. Like, but I also found like I'm really bad at hydration. And it's like as much as it's I like should just only drink water. Like Water's I so really boring. like my spindrifts. And so like if I'm like, hey, you can have a spindrift if you first drink a glass of water. If I'll drink the water then <laughs> and otherwise I might just not. So, you know. So you give and take. Yeah. Yeah. Compromise. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I said my other one earlier just about like work fashion. But yeah, um, I want to be like cute and casual, but like, yeah, cute. I don't know. And I have to do my makeup. <laughs> uh, I did. I did do a, g- a good quick makeup yesterday, which I thought looked good. So I don't really have a specific clueless moment. Just. Just like all of the things I've spoken about in the last like six to eight months. How all long right. have we been doing this podcast? I don't know. I don't know. But it's going to get close to a year sooner or later. <laughs> it will sooner or later reach a year. Yeah, that is factually true. <laughs> oh, guys. Probably later considering it was March and it's currently October. True, true, true. Time so moves so January, fast. February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. So seven months. Wow. What a long time. I know cool people keep telling us like hey i'm really impressed that you didn't quit and i'm like honestly me too yeah i know like i didn't actually think we would but like i recognize how like it's easy to no like it's easy to like things come up like scheduling like Mm -hmm. scheduling like i feel like the first like couple months we got so lucky with scheduling and then ever since the summer it's just been I also feel like our own lives have gotten busier. Right. And the thing is, is things shift and change like until this, like this could be paying the bills. Like we have to figure out everything else around. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but okay. Let's introduce our guest then. Yes. Okay, everyone, we are super excited to have Heather LaRose on the podcast today. Heather is also a Westchester girly like me, so I love Westchesters in the house. Um, Heather has been featured in Forbes, Billboard, and Rolling Stone and more. She is a singer-songwriter with over millions of streams on Spotify. She is an alternative singer-songwriter. That's her genre. Um, She also garnered a following on TikTok because she spills about her rom-com life. Y'all, it's like so funny. If you're like (laughs) ever needing to just like totally like have a scrolling sash, you got to go to her page. She like talks all about her love life and gives you like the most intimate details. I love it. So, without further ado, here is our chat with artist, musician, Westchester girly, Heather LaRose. (laughs) Okay, everyone, we are super excited to be sitting down with Heather LaRose today. Heather, welcome to CFC. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me today, guys. Yes, we're so excited to chat with you all about your music, TikTok, everything and anything. Honestly, I'm so stoked. It's going to be a fun day. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. So I'm curious, where did your music journey start? Like kind of take us back to whenever you were like, I want to perform and sing music. Yeah. So it started off when I was very little in elementary school for like projects and everything. I would always write music instead of writing poetry or anything. Because, you know, they go hand in hand. Um, But there was one day... And this was more so in high school, where this one girl who bullied me a lot, she got my songwriting notebook, she made photocopies of it, and posted it around all of the lockers, especially this one boy who I would write songs about. 
And my parents, after that like incident happened, they were like, hey, do you want to audition for a music school? And I was like, yes, I would like to not go here anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds like Regina George. <laughs> it's like, girls. Like literally when they took the burn book and were like throwing it up in the air in the high school. Basically, yes. Wow. So did, so you ended up going to a performing arts like music school? Yeah, so I went to a music school just outside of New York City growing up. And that was for my last two years of high school. So that's where I was able to like hone my okay. craft and take everything more seriously. Okay, cool. Wait, I totally forgot that I saw that you lived in Westchester. Mm-hmm. Okay, I... Everyone lives in Westchester. I'm or from Westchester. in Westchester, I feel like. I'm from Pelham. Oh, okay. I don't know if you... Awesome. I'm from Croton on the Hudson. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I was like, wait, Heather's a Westchester girl. Yes, 914 area codes, you know. Yes! Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It's so funny because, like, as Audrey and I, like, get into this, like, little, like, influencer New York City scene, we've met people from Westchester, and Audrey's like, what the fuck is a Westchester? <laughs> I've, I've yet to be to go to Ben. Okay, I can see like, go. the brain trust of New York a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I love Westchester. I'm still living there right now with my parents, but I love that you lived in Westchester. Where did you go to? Um, what was your high school? Where Where did you go? I went to Hendrick Hudson High School. Hendrick Hudson. I, don't I know. Think I know that, Not but that's too many awesome. People know about it. We were the tennis state champs several years in a row, volleyball champs, and that's pretty much it. Period. Our boys' sports suck, but that's because the boys there suck. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. Our college was terrible at football. The only thing it was good at was women's basketball and golf. Wonderful. Wonderful. Golf. Of course, yeah. we were good at golf. Yeah, of course. Um, but that's awesome. So when you ended up transferring to the like music focused school, what were what were your days like there? Like, were you all um, doing music or like half and half with like regular educational courses? So for me, it was half and half because I was in my last two years of high school, so I had to attend Henhud okay. for the beginning parts of the day but then for the second half of the day I was there and I was studying music theory vocal performance guitar performance songwriting the whole aspect of everything very cool Audrey went to a very similar situation in high school yeah I went to a boarding arts high school for uh, theater and so I'd have academics eight to two arts two to six and then rehearsals like seven to 10 or whatever. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, so it sounds like yeah. you had a very similar high school experience. Yes. It's weird, but very fun. Yeah, and it was so rewarding too because you were able to focus on those things that you're passionate about and not just yeah. chemistry and algebra. Yeah, I feel that. I went to a public school and so like I, like all day was doing like social studies and science <laughs> yeah. and then it's like after a school I was like, I want to be on the stage. So that sounds like I like literally was like begged my parents to let me go to LaGuardia. And then they were like, you know, you're going to have to wake up at like 5 a.m. in the morning to get to school. I was like, fuck, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Willing to do anything except for wake up early. Except for wake up early. 5 a.m. is um, a pretty intense time to wake yeah. up as a high school student. So. I know. 
Yeah, I feel. I feel. Even though I feel like as a high schooler, I was able to get up so much earlier than I am now. Like, I feel like I used to wake up at like 6 a.m. because I would have chorus before my day started uh-huh. and then like stay up to like 2 a.m. studying. Whereas now it's like if I don't get to bed at 10 p.m. for my like 7 a.m. wake up, like I'm a monster. Oh, totally. I had a shoot yesterday at 5 in the morning. So I was in bed mm. by 7 p.m. texting people saying like I'm in my grandma era right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. My family will call me and they'll be in the like, I won't pick up. So they'll text me and be like, there's no way you're asleep right now. And I will be like, yes, I am asleep. It is 830 and I am asleep. I have places to be, things to do tomorrow. Bed. Good night. And I'll be like, these kids are being so loud on the street, I say, as they're older than me. <laughs> oh, no. But that's hysterical. Yeah. And when you were in high school and also just like starting off in general, who do you feel like artistically inspired you? Um, Oh, my gosh. I think for that era, I don't think any singer songwriter could say that Taylor Swift didn't influence them. She is just. She paved the way for a lot of what a lot of people are doing right now, especially if you didn't grow up in the Disney machine as well. And I guess sonically, though, my first three albums were Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys, ABBA's Gold record, so basically all of ABBA's mm-hmm. biggest hits, and then Hilary Duff Metamorphosis. So oh my I- gosh. <laughs> Honestly, okay, oh so God. I'm going to a Halloween party at her neighbor's house, and I am praying, praying that she'll be there. Oh my god, I'm praying for you as well. Yeah, me so too. Much. My first concert was Hilary Duff, and my friend and I, like, um, like wrote her initials on our fingernails with like <laughs> like polish. I was obsessed with her music back in the day. Her oh music is really well written. Like it stands oh, the test of time. Sad. There's so many reasons totally. why it's like popping off on TikTok now too. Come clean. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh so mm-hmm. good. So good. Oh my god. That's such a good one. I know. I feel like a lot of people say um Taylor, but oh my god. Hillary Duff. Wow. She's the OG. And so Yeah, no, literally. And so after high school, did you go to college or did you go straight to like, I'm going to make music? So I went to a few different colleges, but I ended up not finishing up because I went on tour. Okay. And then the show kept piling up and everything. And I was like, well, you know what? Yeah, no. Okay, so take us through like the time. So you graduate high school and then like where, give us like the trajectory of your career. Okay, so I graduated high school and my first year of college was very interesting because I went to a place where I had like a near full ride to and I only went because of that um and so I had a lot of issues with the school and I still do a lot of people do it's a very controversial school so my parents were like okay well you stuck it out for the year why don't you go to Berkeley and I was like okay sweet that's where I wanted to go to all along but it was so expensive we couldn't do it so they let me do it for a year And then after that, I did a year of, not a year, a half year of community college because we're trying to rebound financially. And then I did this program between SUNY Purchase and NYU that have like this adjunct program where you're able to study with NYU professors, but still technically you're at SUNY Purchase. And then me and one of the professors were up for one of the same tours as an opening act. 
and I got it and she didn't and she told me that if I accepted the tour I would be missing too many days of class and that she would have to fail me so I went ha go ahead fail me and then I said, oh my god wow how did it feel to like get asked to be on a go on a tour it was really cool I went I've been on a yeah. few tours now too so okay. it's a really amazing and rewarding experience because you get to meet so many new fans and you get to perform in front of them where I feel like a lot of times you make fans nowadays on like TikTok or Instagram, but it's really totally cool to be able to bring your music to the forefront. Yeah. What was like the strangest part of being on tour? Was there anything that like you really didn't anticipate? I threw up once. Oh, there was one show that was outside in San Antonio, Texas, and it was November, but it was during a heat wave, and it was also no. during a butterfly migration. So I get off the <laughs> stage, and there's like butterflies flying around, but it was also close to 112 degrees, and oh I just like God. puked, straight up puked, and then there was like a line for fan meet and greet. And I was like wiped my face and just like stepped back up. And I would say that's like the craziest. No. And then a couple of days later, I forget what city we were in, but somebody threw a giant mascot head onto the stage and went, Heather, this is oh, for sh- you. And so I just put the giant fox head on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> iconic though. <laughs> what is like, what was it like being on tour i feel like like when you know for people like us like watching it like if you watch a documentary of like a celebrity going on tour it looks like so like kind of crazy and stuff what was it like okay so as a smaller artist it is way less glamorous because you're opening up for okay. the acts that have the giant tour buses and they have everything and you're following along in a sprinter van and like with all of your <laughs> band and the same thing so we have um hotels and everything that we would stay at and a lot of times they were nice hotels too which was cool Mm -hmm. but the van itself with like five people in it it gets really intense it's vibing like good vibes all the time which is fun but there are some times where it's like ah we're all on top of each other at the same time right I feel like that would be like the thing for me it's like always being around people like sometimes you just like want to be by yourself a little alone time is nice yeah. So how long were you on that first tour for? That first tour, there have been tours that are like two weeks. I think that was one that was about three. So there's two weeks, okay, cool. three weeks, and I've been on like a two month long tour too. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. Varies different. And each experience is pretty similar because I like to go with the same people. But um, yeah, every time is like a wild time. There was another time on tour where we were doing this photo shoot in the grass and it was like on the border of, I think like Texas and Oklahoma. And um, I got bit by a poisonous spider. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like different every time. And every tour has like the crazy random story that has like nothing to do with music, which is fun though too. I bet. I bet it's, like, so cool to, like, go around the country and, like, see new places. Like, we have friends that are, like, because we studied music theater, we'll go on tour for, like, different Broadway shows. And that is the one part I'm, like, that would be really cool is, like, getting to see new places, you know? Definitely. Especially if it's a tour that gives ample time to be able to explore those cities and stuff. Because a lot of tours are in a major city every day. And there's not a lot of time to explore. The more time is spent in, like, the traveling and setup in itself. 
So if you're able to land a tour where you're able to spend like two days in Austin, Texas, and just be able to like vibe out and really explore, I highly recommend. Yeah. And so from like being like in college to getting this tour, like do you have any tips for people who are like, I may want to like take music more seriously for like how they can start like getting sort of professional gigs like you did? Yeah, I definitely think using an online platform is really helpful and being able to not necessarily create to go viral, create because you love what you do. Create because there's something that you're trying to say. And as long as you keep that goal intact, I think there's going to be an audience for whatever you end up creating, no matter what. Yeah. And as that audience grows, you're going to want to do more live performances and stuff as well. And you'll be able to because you have that built-in background of supporters totally totally I feel like having some sort of especially like in entertainment having some sort of following or like social media like presence is just like so important nowadays which is so different like I remember a year ago when I like was like because I had sworn off TikTok at the beginning I was like one of those cool people or thought she was cool (laughs) because I was like I don't do the TikTok thing Um, and then I was like oh shit like if I maybe want to be a performer or just like in the entertainment industry somehow like this is something that is a part of it these days do you feel like tiktok like obviously tiktok has had such an impact on the music industry how do you feel like it's impacted your career besides gaining the followers i would say the thing that i love about it the most is being able to connect on such a daily basis with my audience members but at the same time i think it's doing like the music community a little bit of a detriment because they don't really care about the full song anymore they're like do you have these eight bars of virability and a lot of times Mm, i feel like that takes away from the art and the form of it itself totally um so yeah so i have like a mixed feelings about tiktok and also i was very similar i didn't start creating on tiktok until like toward the end of pandemic because i thought it was just like kids twerking (laughs) it's so funny because truly that is like i think how it started was like people just like dancing it was i mean i was not there early either i resisted for a while but not as long as her yeah um i caved i think like eight months into the pandemic but i definitely watched over my time it became less dancey and I say also the more time you spend on it, the more it understands your niche. Like I think maybe once in my life, Charlie D'Amelio has come up on my feed. Yeah. I really don't think any of times have the D'Amelios come up. Um, I listen to like a lot of conspiracy TikToks and like (laughs) I love TikToks of people like randomly catching animals, like frogs and stuff. And then like talking smack to them for a sec and then like releasing them back. That is so... This is a side of TikTok I've never seen. Me I've never either. seen sh- shit talking animals to their face, but <laughs> I love so it. I'm so into it. I think it's the funniest thing. I'll send you guys one, and I'll be like, "Yeah, that's guys." I feel like everybody like who has a TikTok account like has their like co unquote like guilty pleasures of TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like I just like mine are like watching babies. Like back in the day before I even had TikTok, like I would look up like because I was hearing these names like Charlie D'Amelio, like Hype House, everything, and I would literally go on YouTube and watch like compilations of their TikToks because <laughs> I didn't have a TikTok. <laughs> I'm like such like a nerd in that way. Um, 
But I, I totally agree with you about like the music and like the eight. It reminds me of like an eight bar cut. That was literally what I was mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. For like auditions over yeah. time, like they used to back in the day be like 32 bar cuts. And now it's reached the point at which like you're expected to do like eight bar cuts, which is not very long to show really much anything. of anything. Because you um, need to be able to show like vocal range and stuff too. Right. And you're like meant to show acting ability. And it's like, yeah, I can only carry so much of a story in saying like four words. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. crazy. It really is. It's like, even like we went to the Lizzo concert a couple weeks ago and like, just like the, it's interesting the songs that like you know she had that blew up on tiktok and like how you could like see everybody like around the room like doing the little dance or like that's the section that like they know right. um because i feel like at least from i'm a huge podcast listener so i feel like i don't really listen to music unless it's on tiktok oh interesting i think that is something yeah. that's pretty cool then though because more and more i find like people are listening to different things and you're able yeah. to reach a new audience and that's what's totally cool about TikTok for sure. I've found a lot of my music from TikTok. I've always been very bad at finding music. I usually just sort of stole it from my friends. Mm-hmm. But it, like, if I hear a snippet of something I like, I'll just add them to whatever playlist I currently have. And it will confuse me because every once in a while there'll be a song that like the snippet that you hear on TikTok doesn't really sound like the rest of the song. Oh, definitely. Um, but I, as much as there's been a couple of ones that I'm like, mm, maybe not for me. I've most of the music I listen to, I've found through TikTok or like then eventually went and like listened to more of that artist that I initially found from TikTok. Definitely. I hate yeah. when you find a really good version on something on TikTok that's like either like the sped up version or the reverbed version, like with extras mm-hmm. like slow down and you can't find it anywhere besides like that eight second. Or when clip. someone does a cover but yeah it's only like those eight bars and it's like oh but i want i, I want, want the, the full, full version yes i want it all definitely give, it to me. give me <laughs> do you feel like when you're making music nowadays like you need to take into account like the whole tiktok music of it all or not really you're like i'm gonna stick to what i feel is best i mean what should i do i think it's helps to create with that type of aspect in mind of like how i'm going yeah. to engage an audience do I actually do it? No. Um, I, <laughs> I, it's something that I've thought about. And what I'd like to do is like, if I have a demo idea of a song or if I'm in the middle of writing a song, I'll think about like how it translates to TikTok and what I would do to yeah. promote it on TikTok. But I never want to write just because I think it would do well. Totally, yeah. totally. What do you, where do you find your inspiration for your music t- coming from? A lot of times it's everyday life. I mean, a few of my songs that have been bigger have been because, like, I'm in the middle of watching Teen Wolf. So I write a song about, like, becoming a werewolf and then they retweet it or something. Um, Yeah. So it really depends. Sometimes it's my Netflix cue. Sometimes it's my own life. But I think it's really cool sometimes when you're reading a book or you're watching TV and you gravitate toward these characters, you find the reasons that you're similar and they're probably going through a more dramatic version of what you're going through. So you're able to pull different imagery than you typically would from your own life. So like a combination of like hyper fantasizing your own world. I love that. Also, very random question. Yeah. What's your favorite ship on Teen Wolf? <laughs> Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Styles and Lydia. I feel like I was holding on to them for so long. I think that's the only couple you can really hardcore ship, personally. I agree. 
I never you, watched. You loved her from the first episode. <laughs> I know. I have didn't watch the later seasons, but my sister loved Teen Wolf, so I watched quite a bit of Teen Wolf. I haven't Teen seen the Wolf. last two seasons. I fell off, but I don't even know how many seasons there ended up being in total. To be honest, well, apparently they're revamping it. Oh yeah, yeah. I have heard about that. They I mean, revamp everything nowadays. Yeah, they are, like, they are. It hasn't been that long since the show ended. No, like they're also revamping Criminal Minds, which just ended. Okay, I'll watch the show. Right, right. On it. Yeah. She's gonna have a yeah. like Giles type role. From what I've heard, I know. Okay, I'm very excited. The fanfic girlies are about to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see? Um. Oh fuck! What's the name of it? Um. The girl from Riverdale and the girl from Stranger Things. Do Revenge. Oh, do yeah. Revenge. Oh, do revenge. oh my God, the okay. movie was so good. Sarah yeah. Michelle Gellar's in it, and she eats. Love. Which one is she? She's the headmaster. Oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm very yeah. excited for Great that. Movie. It's in my faves and like my to watch list. Yes, yes. It's a, it was a good one. I really liked that movie. Okay, good. It was camp. I love oh, it. I feel like if I'm going to watch something, I want it to be full camp. I want it to take me out <laughs> of whatever real world thing is going on. And I want to be like fully invested in that fake world. A hundred percent. I'm not going to lie. I 90% watched it for the fits, but I did end up really liking it. Okay. There you go. Well, I mean, they slayed. So yeah. <laughs> so to pivot a little bit, but like, <laughs> yeah, I got a slightly no, off topic. No, it's okay. That. I don't care. That's what you're supposed to do. Apparently that's called riffing in podcasting. Just so you know, haha. <laughs> you just uh, riffed. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, so like, you know, if the, you've listened to the podcast before, like we talk a lot about our twenties. So I'm curious, um, like, how do you feel like being like in the music industry, especially also living out in LA has like impacted your twenties? Do you feel like you faced any judgment going into, you know, the entertainment industry? Like give us the deets on that. Okay. I feel like growing up in Westchester too, you always get, very, <laughs> people are so skeptical whenever they're like, Oh sure. You want to oh, yeah. this city. You want to be a star. Okay. Yeah. And they like don't buy into it, and they're like, "Why can't you go into business or finance?" Um, literally, literally, I feel like every Westchester person's the same. They like play lacrosse, and then they'll like go to a good school, and then like be in finance. And I'm like, that's just not it for me. No, it's so boring. I remember so like boring. sometimes I would wear too many colors to school sometimes, and people would be like, "Why are you dressing like that?" <laughs> and it was fun. <laughs> Okay, so now I think I definitely, like, my relatives are very much, like, emotionally invested in what I'm doing, which is cool. Yeah. Um, Also, like, the haters from high school, like, DM me all the time when I'm back home now, too. Wow. But at the same time, I do feel like, like, I definitely didn't have, like, a typical college experience because I bounced around so much as well, trying to find the right fit and then not finishing. Um, Let's see. I think a lot of Yeah, when did you, like, like, move out to L.A.? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I just interrupted you. No, that's okay. So I moved out to L.A. (laughs) back, like, officially three years ago, but I was doing the bi-coastal thing for uh, two years or so. And my mom sat me down one day, and she's like, Heather, you're never going to create roots if you don't pick one. And I was like, ooh, okay, mom. And I think she was hoping that I would stay in New York. Well, actually, I know she was hoping (laughs) that I would stay in New York. But I'm like, I'm definitely going to try L.A., 
Um, yeah. I had somebody pretty close to me pass away around that time, and I didn't want to be in New York. Like, everything like, yeah. reminded me of that situation, and I was like, ah, I think a fresh slate will do me good mentally. 100%. And so going out to L.A., how old were you when you moved out there? I was, oh my gosh, 23. Okay. So being out there, like, as a 23-year-old, like, what have your 20s been like out there? Okay. Because so I feel like I hear so much about L.A. being like, they'll chew you up and spit you out. Oh, definitely. <laughs> okay. So when I was 23, I made friends with a bunch of, like, former Nickelodeon and Disney Channel stars. Wow. <laughs> that. They were all younger than me. And they were like, you're 23. You're so old. And so I would lie and say that I was 20 to people all the time because I felt like I was old or it would be like to get into a club. I'd be like, yeah, I just turned 21. Um, <laughs> just, just 21. But I was, but I was like, Gets a fake ID, but in the reverse way. How stressed out I was about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, now I'm in my mid 20s. And... Nobody around me knew that that was my actual age, except for, like, a couple of close <laughs> friends. There are even still some people now who think I'm, like, three years younger than I actually am, too. Oh, and I just, like, don't correct people on it. Now I'm in, under the impression, like, age doesn't matter. There are so many women popping yeah. off doing whatever the hell they want, no matter how old they are. Totally. And I think that's really important. At the same time, LA yeah. is a very ageist place. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hard, know that about. But I remember being so insecure. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. I feel like there's like other things that like I'm insecure about, like with entertainment, but like I never thought about age. Wow. I mean, I didn't want to take a gap year um, in between high school and college because I was like, I'm already old for my grade. I was born in September, so I'm I was on the older side, and I was like, I can't afford to waste time. Like, you yeah. expired a certain age in this career. I gotta go while I'm still young. And how messed up is that? Like, we should never treat people like we have an expiration date whatsoever. Truly. Yeah, we really do treat women like that. Rude. I know. I think lately, I mean, I took a gap year before I went to college, but I think because my, and my mom's not in the entertainment industry, but watching my mom, like, go back to college at, like, like her late 40s and then, like, you know, doing all of that stuff, kind of, I'm like... I feel like I can do anything at any age, but that's so interesting. What was it like to be, be around the Disney people? <laughs> oh my God. Um, part of it was very superficial. There was this one girl yeah. though, who is really funny, who I really enjoyed hanging out with at the time too. So yeah. like there were pros and cons. There would be like totally. little things that'd be like, Oh my gosh, we were in TMZ this morning. And like I'd be like holding her That's dog, iconic. like well, like <laughs> like making stank face, <laughs> and so it was just like really random. Um, but they were definitely more focused on like partying because that part of their career they already felt very satisfied in. Where I didn't want to be totally. like their party friend. I wanted to make sure like I was like focusing and investing in my career. So after about like six months of that, I kind of just like cut myself out and off of everything and I started listening to yeah. like a lot of not necessarily like self self-help podcasts but more so like actually so I grew up Christian so I would listen to like a lot of different so Elevation Church um Stephen Pastor Stephen Furtick his podcasts are really cool um it's a very like 
non-denominational liberal church, which is cool. Cool. And yeah, so I actually listened for like two hours a day, would go on runs and just like focus on the music and just socially blocked out. Yeah, it's hard. Like, that's something that I've noticed, like, even like being like in theater, like when we were in college, like, it's really hard sometimes, like with entertainment performing to like maintain like the balance of social and your craft because your craft like is your body is your voice like it's just so hard. Over the years, like besides, you know, like you mentioned, you go on runs, you listen to podcasts. Are there any other ways that you find that you try to help balance your like work life with self-care and all of that? Yeah, that's definitely one thing that I focused a lot on last year. I was like, okay, aside from music, aside from hanging out with friends, what are things that I actually enjoy? And what are things that I want to try that I've never tried before? So I started doing paddle boarding out in the marina, and I love it. It is so good. Um, And I started boxing, too. So I have, like, sparkly pink boxing gloves, and it's pretty fun. Oh, my gosh. Um, I love that. But just making sure that you're, like, emotionally investing in yourself. I try to cook whenever I can. I got overcooking a little bit over quarantine stuff because I was just cooking all the time. But I recently got back into it, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is way less expensive. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I got to learn to cook. But my dad has been cooking a lot recently, so... Thanks, when you Dad. Can have a man for you, that's so much better. <laughs> I the I love living alone. The downside is like, oh, if I want to be fed, I need to feed myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And do you feel like any time? So, like being out in LA, do you feel like you ever had, or just like in in general, like throughout your career, has there been times where you feel like? Oh, like, I don't know if this is going to work out. Like, I feel like not like great or in like, how have you gotten through those times? Can you walk us through that? Honestly, I go through that sometimes on like a monthly basis, especially like as an artist, I'm completely self-funded. So a lot of times there's like a lot of highs and lows. So like one month I could be like performing at Nobu for an Instagram music festival, being fed like free Nobu with a nice check and everything. And then the next month, so during quarantine, I became, and and this is very public on my TikTok and everything, I was COVID nannying. And that had like a bunch of crazy stories. So I still kind of live a little bit of like a Hannah Montana lifestyle. So yesterday (laughs) at 5 a.m., I had a photo shoot for Rolling Stone. Then at 2.30, I picked up my nanny boys. I call them my L.A. brothers. And like in full face makeup, like super glitter, like big eyelashes, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Oh my God. That's iconic. I feel like (laughs) I have such a similar thing because I like nanny and I do the podcast with Audrey and work in social media. And they're like, so like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing for your podcast? And I'll like show them pictures of us and they'll be like, my nanny has a podcast. I'll be like, (laughs) the best is when you get hyped up by elementary school kids because they're like out of you. They'll, my guys will give you pep talk. I like, if I, I think it was two months in between releasing a song, 
um, one of them, the older one, he's 11, and he was like, Heather, listen, we need to talk about your release schedule because you haven't put out a song in about two months. And he's like, and you have a lot of fans. They're waiting for you. He's like, I know they're commenting on your post right now saying, like, when are you releasing something? And he's like, let's work on that. Let's have some focus. And I was like, whoa, Oh, dude. my gosh. That is, like, the cutest yeah. and I have a niece and a nephew around that age. And anytime I would even, like, sing in their presence, they would be like, please stop. You're very bad. And they're not my hype men. I'm very jealous. Okay, they can be rude. I think they always have the capacity <laughs> to be rude. But I think when they know that you love them, they love you back. And it sometimes doesn't come out in the best ways. But every so often oh they God. say something yes. that'll surprise you. Yeah, that'll like pull at the heartstrings yes. a little. Yeah, they're lucky. They're cute. Oh, so cute. Totally. Oh my gosh, that is so cute. That's I said cute and cool all at the same time. That's so cute. cute. And how has it like been to like be in like huge publications like Rolling Stone? Like, I mean, that's iconic. Like, how? What are those processes like? Like when Rolling Stone is like, we want you like to be featured. I honestly get super excited every time. This year, I've been in Rolling Stone four times. And wow, I've been incredible. in Congrats. Um, I've been in Billboard once. And honestly, every time I just feel so special. It really like I it makes me feel like the work that I'm doing is not just valuable for myself, but and valuable for yeah. audience members. But it makes it feel like it's being consumed by like very highbrow entertainment people. So it kind totally, of is yeah. like a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel being like, hey girl, you could keep doing this. Like it's so encouraging and so rewarding. Yeah. And like, I know you talked about like, you you fund your music career. Like what does that look like? Like what are the things that you have to be in charge in to like make this for yourself? I know like we're kind of like funding our own podcast career. So I'm curious what your life is like. Oh my God. Sometimes it's so hard. There's some days where I'll work twelve hours in a regular like of nannying, like different families. Like sometimes I'll pick up extra babysitting, like date night jobs because I know I have like three singles coming out. I have like four photos shoots and it's a lot of budgeting and figuring out what you yeah. need money for and then also like making sure you're spending money too on things that you find fulfilling and making sure you mm. have time for things that make you feel like refreshed and replenished like paddle boarding or boxing or just going to the movies 100 percent. totally i feel that i feel like it's so one photo shoots cost like so much money <laughs> let's just talk about that um like you know we've had photo shoots and like some of them are cheaper than the others but like it's still money because at the end of the day you're the one that are like getting all your looks and like putting it all together um but I love that hustle like I feel like there's so many different ways to make dreams happen and sometimes like we just have to like take it in our own hands and like go for it Definitely. And I'm also a little lucky with photo shoots too. So I opened up yeah. for uh, the 1975 a couple times and I made friends with one of their photographers and we both moved to LA around the same time. And so she, since we both wow. started working together, like toward the beginning of our careers, she's like, girl, don't worry. I got you with that friends and family discount. Oh. So yesterday was so oh, cool because we, we went to, um, I don't know if you've seen online, this place called Ragdoll Pink Palace. Nicki Minaj no. shot there, Meg The Stallion shot there. Like they have a bunch of artists that come through. 
And so their owner, Carol, is this like amazing woman and she reached out to me. She's like, hey, I love your vibe. Come shoot here. And I was like, okay. It is three minutes from my house. She lives down the street. <laughs> and it is this That's iconic. amazing, um, it's like in a multifamily building. So it's like every bedroom is its own theme. And it's done just like yeah. with this beautiful, like meticulous dollhouse. But everything that she found, she either like made herself or it's like a vintage wow. find. So it doesn't look too, like, it doesn't look tacky. It looks like very, like, well done. I'll, I'll send you guys the pictures. It's really, really Yeah, cool. Audrey's like dying. I feel I'm like that's right up your alley. It, it, oh my gosh, when I was there, I was like, I can't wait to tell the girls this tomorrow. They're going to <laughs> love this place. Like, when you guys come out to LA, we need to go. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I know. I've, I've really never, I don't know, but have you really ever been out to California? I used to go a decent amount. Like uh, one of my like faux aunts lives out there, but I haven't visited in like, I don't know, probably actually God, probably like a decade now. Wow. I keep forgetting how long it's been. Life got busy and California is very far, but I want to go. I know. I was supposed to go to, nope, this isn't California. Never mind. Ignore what I was about to say. Oh, you were going to say Las Vegas. Yeah. Then I was like, that's not California. So you go to Vegas and then you drive three hours, four hours, five hours or so out here. Well, I got COVID, so I didn't go to Vegas either. So (laughs) I didn't go anywhere. I was just there a few times. Um, so I was supposed to go in like mid September cause, uh, one of my best friends from high school is on tour with six and their oh, first sweet. stop was there. So we were going there for her opening night. Oh my gosh. Okay. Then you would have been, cause I just played life is beautiful and we would have been there at the same time. Wow. Alas, I did not. I literally the night before you're we supposed to fly out, I got COVID and I That's was like, so sad. good, great. We love this, sad. but I'm healthy and recovered, so can't complain. And there'll be more experiences. There will definitely be more time to go to Vegas and everything. So it'll be good. 100%. (laughs) And also, like, I'm curious because I feel like everybody, like, has, um, you know, struggles with self-doubt and just questioning themselves. How do you feel like that's impacted you and your journey as an artist? And how do you feel like you've been able to like work through that? I definitely write a lot about it, especially when I'm feeling it. Because everybody experiences it no matter what career path you choose. Totally. Uh, And so I think a lot of times like baseline human experiences draw us closer together. So I think one thing is either like talking, like going to therapy is also something that's really great as well as finding your own outlets to be to process things. And at the end of the day, you could be doubting your music career, you could be doubting your financial planning career. Totally. Do you ever feel like there was ever, like a uh, like a pinnacle point in your career where you were just like like fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do? Um, I tried to Like there have been many times like right before my summer tour, it felt like there were a lot of things falling apart. I had to switch out a bunch of different musicians because people would have other gigs come up and other tours come up that would pay better. Like Dove Cameron, I think you make wonderful music, but I hope you know, like two of these dudes were supposed to be playing for me. But um, so so there are sometimes like a lot of curveballs that you have to handle and you have to choose. Like, are you going to be the one who handles it? 
or are you going to let something else come its way and I really think that whatever's meant for you in life is not going to pass you by and I'm definitely like a big believer in God and so I think that like if God has something planned for you there's nothing that you can do that would end up like canceling Mm -hmm. it out so I think just being really intentional about what choices you're making can help in those moments of doubt as well and yeah. like, okay, well, I'm choosing this and this is the path that I'm on. So whatever ends up happening is meant to happen. And just kind of like Ugh, letting I love go that. of control. That's amazing. I know. I feel like that's the hard, that is truly the hard part about like choosing like a career, a life passion, like whatever it is, it's like dealing with the uncertainty and the self-doubt. But I love that, you know, you're able to like, just sort of be like this is what I'm doing and so like let's just see where the fuck it goes yeah I think a lot of because I feel like need to approach things with that sense of flexibility too yeah yeah I feel that I feel like I've been able to do that with our podcast but there's other things that I'm like not able to do that with (laughs) okay what's something that you're not able to do well I feel like actually in my like artistic like career I sort of like I'm like, I don't really know. Like, I'm like all over the place with it in in a way because like the doubt like kind of creeps in. And um, so I feel like that in that regard I have, I'm like, I don't like, I don't know if I can withstand the uncertainty. Whereas with the podcast, I'm just like, I'm fucking doing this like no matter what anybody says. So like. No, that's awesome. And it's uh, so cool that you guys have each other too for those moments. Yeah. So I think yes. talking to friends and people that you trust is really important too because sometimes totally. it's so difficult to create like an internal sense of encouragement and having those people that are there for you in your circle are really important and being choosy about the friends that you have too. That is the biggest thing I've learned since starting this podcast is that um, none of us feel like we know what we're doing. <laughs> Um, and as much as that is terrifying in certain ways, it's also deeply comforting that like, like uh, friends have listened to this podcast or like I've explained to them what it's about. And like my friends who like I thought or like saw as like very established and really confident and really sure of themselves have been like, oh my God, I feel that all the time. I constantly am having mental breakdowns because I'm like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? What am I going to do? I have no idea what I'm doing. And it's like, oh, so we're all terrified. We're in this boat together. Definitely. And that's so reassuring sometimes knowing that like the people around you, no matter where they are in life, they all are feeling this sense of uncertainty. I mean, we just came out of like one of the biggest moments of like global uncertainty as well. (laughs) So like, that's what we're going to go through. Period. Absolutely. I I, couldn't agree more. And so now, you know, you've been doing this for years and like you're making it your life. What are, it's like, coming up for you in your career like tell us is there new music like what's going on yeah so I just finished a couple of new songs um I got the masters back and I'm so excited um I'm really excited for one song in particular so Conan Gray wrote that song called Heather and yes as I was like listening to the song listening to his other music I saw that me and him have the same birthday so I wrote a song called Conan from the perspective of that girl, Heather, where he is secretly in love with her boyfriend. And I was like, okay, but what if her boyfriend is closeted and she can tell that he has a better connection with Conan? And she writes I'm obsessed with this. So I have that song coming out. And that song, um, I think, is like at a quarter million right now on TikTok. 
So oh you'll be hearing a lot of me promoting that soon. And I just got the master back and it sounds so good. Oh my God. I'm so excited for this. That is so, that is so cool. I love that. It's like, so again, it's so interesting. Like where inspiration can come from to like write music. Well, wow, I think a lot of times so cool. too, when you could like relate to it in your own personal life, like it makes yeah. it that much more intense. So my ex-boyfriend, whenever we would get into his car, um, Affluenza by Conan Gray was his like most alphabetically high like then a song on his itunes so whenever you yeah. plug your phone in so every time we would get in his car conan gray would start playing so i kind of drew <laughs> on like some of emotions from that relationship as well yeah. as like the storyline that i created too wow this is so interesting like the writing process is just so interesting i've never been like a writer like some people like have you have you dabbled in songwriting no i'm a horrible writer oh, okay um, well i, I think a lot of it comes in done. practice as well it's totally i absolutely agree with that i also just don't have uh patience okay so i definitely before we leave want to shift and talk about your dating life that you put out on tiktok because i think it's so <laughs> interesting and i i had a couple questions that i okay. had to ask so like the first one just being like what what inspired you to start posting about like your dating life and like it's like a, almost like an episodic like sort of moment <laughs> okay oh my gosh okay so the guy that i'm uh talking to right now is going to listen to this and this is so embarrassing um okay so <laughs> <laughs> it started off with like this totally random experience happened to me with the first guy that I ever posted about. And I was like, wait, this is yeah. so funny. Why don't I just like post about it online? And yeah. then it got like a million views. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> and and like, I got like 20,000 new followers and they were like, what happens next? So I was like, okay, well, I guess I have to deliver now. Um, yeah. <laughs> I knew that it would probably do well because I've done stuff like that in the past. For a while, I was under a certain contract where I wasn't allowed to post my songs to TikTok. So I would post like, the what inspired the song. And those stories and like the versions of me storytelling would get so many views. So I was like, okay, this is cool. Like I'm developing a fan base. Um, but yeah. I didn't really expect it to blow up the way that it did. Um, yeah. So now TikTok has seen me through like four relationships at this point. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I was, I scrolled back on your TikTok and I was like, there was like a couple like series almost in your like dating life. Have yeah. you ever had um, like an ex get um, upset that you like wrote a song about them or something or like oh, put yeah. it on TikTok or whatever? Um, I had one guy get really upset and he sent me a really long, angry text on Valentine's oh, Day. And it was after like, <laughs> he was already like in a helicopter drinking champagne with another blonde girl. So like that's not on me, sir. That's on you for like <laughs> posting it on Snapchat if you didn't want me to find out. Um, Men really call women drama queens and then pull this shit. Oh, I know. And so, like, I was just like flabbergasted that that would even happen. And my ex boyfriend, yeah. um, the, uh, there was an ex boyfriend that I had for like two years during lockdown and everything. 
And he'll always find his way out of the blue to like try to get back into my life, either if it's yelling at me over a song or like being like, I'm so happy you hit a million streams. I'm wishing you the best. And like, how'd you find me? Like, I blocked you on everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Those types yeah. of exes are the worst. It's like, leave me alone. Like, we're Never done. Parties, you know? <laughs> I'm a Pisces. <laughs> no! <laughs> It's okay. No, we are very emotional people. I will totally say that. Um, I know I'm I'm afraid to date a Gemini. One of my exes was a Gemini and now I'm afraid to date them. Yeah. Because they're like two faced, you know? Technically. I have no idea what Star Sign Max was, but he did write songs and he wrote a song in our breakup, so Is it good? Like were you flattered by it? Um No. (laughs) Um well, it's no longer on the internet. Okay. Um, I only ever listened to it once. It was like he did write songs and like some of them I think were pretty decent. This one was like not fully. It was clearly like sort of like a not fully produced sort of in the moment like uh, thing <laughs> because it came out a couple days after our breakout. Um I, I feel like I mentioned it once on the podcast, but um, I found out about it from my mother. Um, Because I'd muted him on social media, and so I didn't see about it. And all my friends had been waiting for me to bring it up. Um, And so my mom was like, hey, did you hear this song that he wrote about you? Um, And I don't really remember almost anything about it, except for, like, some of his music I thought was pretty good. This song I did not like, for a variety of reasons. Not just about me, but it did call me petty, (laughs) immature, and privileged. And I was like, thank you. Yeah, no, nobody likes a petty post. There are ways to, like, cleverly diss someone, but that's just petty. True. Yeah, so I've had songs written about me. I think he's deleted all of them from the internet, which I'm like, that's I know, fine. I was about to say, is it still out there? I don't think no, I ever heard the no. song. I want He, he I deleted the one after the breakup. He deleted it, like, a couple months later. Oh, I, I think he was embarrassed. Yeah, um. He should be. He should be embarrassed for the way that he acted. <laughs> we need to create responsibly, not create irresponsibly. You know, it's giving musicians a bad right. name everywhere. I would say I'm hesitant to date another songwriter. I was like, mm, maybe we don't okay, need to do I this again. I don't date musicians and I don't date actors, especially living in. I LA. also won't date actors. Yeah. If someone says actor in their like bio, I'm like, I know this is deeply hypocritical of me, but this is going to be a hard way. pass. I'm the same way. Absolutely not. Only <laughs> one person in a relationship can be this much. I can't. Exactly. There can't be two of us. Exactly. They have to be able so, to put up with it. They have to be able to go along with it and support you emotionally period. during it. But if there's 100%. one creating the chaos. Okay, I, I do like a little It can't mischief. be all chaos. No, it can't be all Ooh. chaos. He could be a little mischief starter. Like, we could go kayaking. He could flip no. somebody else's boat. That's fine. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> That was so specific and so just right off the tip of your tongue. So it, it might have happened. And Maybe, so you, <laughs> you're dating now again and you said you're dating somebody. Do you find that or seeing somebody, do you find that when you're like talking with somebody that like your writing kind of varies or not re- like kind of change in pace? Okay, so right now, yeah, because I'm writing all these happy songs that are, like, really cute. Uh, <laughs> and actually, yeah. some, of them, some of them are, like, some of my favorite songs that I've written so far, too. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. But that's when I like to draw from other experiences 
and then also like while watching shows and like listening to songs totally. that I really like and figuring out what I like about them and how I could tell my own story in a certain way that kind of emulates a little bit of what that other artist is doing but then still is very like emotionally intact to who I am and how I'm feeling as well mm. Period. Love this. Period. All right. So I'm going to ask you our final question. Okay. And we ask everyone this. So can you tell us a time that uh, recently you felt clueless? Okay. So I realize I've been saying the word pretzel wrong my whole life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, how were you saying it? second N in the beginning half. So I would say, like, let's go get pretzels. And I found out that I and my parents let me do it because they thought it was cute and they convinced my brother to go along with it. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I would love to go to Auntie Anne's Prenzels. And people would just like (laughs) laugh. And I thought that they like thought I was just being like cute and funny and like, let's go to the mall and get some Prenzels. And no, it's because (laughs) I'm stupid. Pretzel. That, that's like my brother <laughs> when he used to call a blanket a blanklet for like so long. That's so cute. That's cute. It was like blanklet. I was like, I mean, I for until I'm gonna say two years ago used to say hindsight's fifty fifty. I didn't realize it was a vision <laughs> reference, and I think people thought I was saying it as a joke, so no one ever corrected me. Yeah. Um. Like I, I said that for. 22 years of my life and no one ever once was like hey you know it's not that right it's a vision reference it's 2020 but I kind now of I say hindsight's like 2020 50 more because we all kind of when we look back on things we have like our own nostalgic way of looking at it that frames it in a certain way like two people are not going to remember the same event the same way Mm-mm. period 100 percent 100 percent 100 percent I always say that on this pod. Anyways, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Heather. It was so lovely chatting with you. And where can people follow you, find your music, like give us all the deets? Oh, yeah. So basically everything is my name, Heather LaRose, across all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Spotify. And for my older relatives, Facebook. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And always Facebook. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you both so much for having me on today. I am so happy. We had such a great time. Okay, so that was our interview with Heather LaRose. We hope you guys enjoyed. Wow, we're both struggling with saying her name today. I know. I just feel like after like an interview, like even after podcasting, like my brain just sometimes goes a little like numb. I also like had I almost called it pre-game, not pre-game. I had pre-workout earlier because I was wanting to taste test it. Is it an energy drink pre-workout? It's meant to be. I know they like banned it at my high school because kids were getting like way too amped up on uh, pre-workout at like 5 a.m. And they were just being like roid rage monsters to people. So they literally banned it at my high school. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not sure. Anyways. Anyway. We had a fabulous time talking with Heather and you should definitely go check out her music. She is such a great artist. She is. She's going to come to NYC in November and we're going to try and get brunch with her. So very exciting. Yes. And we're going to go to Westchester. I'm going to finally go to fucking Westchester. I know. Audrey's like, what is this magical place? (laughs) I like keep meaning to go. I think it's just more so that like like uptown feels far and Westchester's beyond even uptown it's like oh Jesus well also it's not like you live on the east side like you live on the west side so you're not anywhere like directly near Grand Central like you'd have to cross town and so like I get it it's steps I get it 
Anyways, thank you all so much for listening to today's podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the interview. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, follow. Uh, all I the already things. said review, yeah. <laughs> all the things it really helps us out. We have ninety five um, <gasps> ratings. Oh my god, we're so close! I know on Spotify. So just like five more, and we're at a hundred. Nice. <laughs> Audrey threatening nice. you. <laughs> I'm not threatening. That was me saying nice. Oh, whoa! That's this a- is my scary demon voice. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of nice on the ears. It is. It hurts a little bit to do. <laughs> yeah. It does sound like a different person. It really does. I've got lots of voices, dude. Me too. Yeah. And then you can also. <laughs> I don't know where my brain just went. I literally need another I coffee. I just like washed through Sarah's eyes. I just like, like the light shut off for a second. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm tired, y'all. I cannot wait for this week and I need to sleep. Anyways, Anyways. you can follow us also on Instagram at Completely Fucking Clueless. And on TikTok at Completely F-C-K-I-N-G Clueless. We have some really fun um, tickety talks. Yeah, tickety talks and photos coming out with from our Halloween shoot with our friend Ooh. Weston. We had so much fun and honestly... It was iconic. It was. We ran into my neighbors and I had a lovely little chat with them. Like literally like on the roof while we were taking photos. It happened to be the people who live next door to me who I never interacted with before. I know. Um, and they were kind of our hype house. Yeah. No, they, they were living for it, which I'm happy about because you can really get the opposite reaction. You really can. And I was very afraid. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening this week, everyone. I hope you all enjoyed. Yes. Have a great week, everyone. And don't forget to be motherfucking clueless. Hell yeah, baby. Period. I, feel, oh, I haven't seen it all this episode. Ah.